0: Austin, and you might remember us a little bit from One Up MMA. It's been a while since we have done podcasts and got our voices out there, but there's been so much fights, we uh, we needed to get together for you know what, like a re- reunited tour. How's it going, Austin? It's
1: going good, man. How are you?
0: Not bad. We had some good fights this past weekend. Pretty pretty hyped about yes, those already. Um, so yeah, we're, what we're gonna talk about tonight is uh, we've we've been. Going back and forth and DM, you know, just talking about uh, the fight that hasn't been officially made yet, but it's it's looking like it could be a contender for the next um, champion welterweight championship, and that's uh, Colby Covington and Jorge Masvidal.
1: Yeah, man, uh, it's a it's a very exciting fight. Uh, I'm hoping the UFC doesn't mess it up. I want to see that fight. That's the fight to make. It's a perfect timing. I don't want to see Jorge versus Nate right now. I mean, we've already got it. We have not seen Jorge versus Kobe. So, you know, that's the fight to make. That's a clear cut number one contender fight right there for the welterweight title.
0: Well, even with uh, the news of Khabib and um, Connor, apparently they were supposed to have an ultimate fighter. And then Khabib pulled out with like the whole Connor situation. So, this could be a, like another fight that could get that ultimate fighter uh, back on TV.
1: Yeah, man, that's a good point. I I actually hadn't even thought about that. That's a really good idea. I mean, that's going to get views for sure. I mean, Jorge's top five best stars in the league, you know what I mean? And then you got Kobe Covington, where love him or hate him, he gets your views. I mean, you tune in to see him fight. And, you know, Ultimate Fighter's been on the hiatus. To bring, bring that show back
0: with those two, that'd be a hell of a way to start it back up. Yeah, I honestly think the UFC dropped the ball when they didn't do uh, Tyron Woodley and uh, Colby Covington because that that right there could have been the show to bring it back in. But they're so focused on the contender series, what? But like rightfully so, they got like some good fighters something like pumping out through that system. So it's not really. I just thought that Tyron uh, Colby was a missed opportunity, but they could redeem themselves with this fight. Yeah,
1: that's what I was about to say. They they missed they messed up on that end. But if they do Jorge versus kobe on Ultimate Fighter, they redeem it all. Like, I have no complaints at that point.
0: Yeah, like, you got, like, best friends, you know, that lived with each other, that know each other from training, and it's just, it, it, the story tells itself, really.
1: You know, like you said, there's so much history between kobe and Jorge. I mean, the guys have been, or were former best friends for years. I mean, former roommates, uh, training partners, you name it. And, you know, they loved each other back then. They took up for one another, I mean. Jorge was like his brother. And it just, we all know what Colby's done in the past about becoming more political and then, you know, kind of turning on his ex training partners like Robbie Lawler, et cetera, at American Top Team. And, you know, Jorge's the kind of guy where if I start with you, I'm going to ride with you to the end. And he doesn't really appreciate where Colby stands, you know. So there's there's a lot of history and a lot to build off of.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, but the UFC seems to be wanting to push the. John Jones, Adesanya, like, but that, that's a fight that shouldn't be made. There are two different divisions, uh, Vidal and Covington, they can come together and sell, you know, they could get that like back and forth on social media, I think way better than Jones and Adesanya.
1: Yeah. But, you know, like you said about Jones and Adesanya, you know, with Kobe and Jorge, it's much more believable because with Israel and Jones, you feel like it's just kind of a marketing ploy because, you know, both, both, Men know each that each other is the fight to make to make them have a superstar level fight, but like you said, it's not. It doesn't make sense right now, you know. Jones just gave up the light heavyweight title and moved up to supposedly heavyweight. He said he wants to challenge people at heavyweight, and now he's talking to a guy that's the middleweight champion. So it doesn't really make sense at the moment, you know. Give Give Jones time to win at heavyweight. Do what he wants to do there and see if Israel can continue on his streak, and then that fight could be made, you know, later on. But right now, with Kobe and Jorge, I mean, they're both welterweights. Kobe's wanting to rematch with Usman, as is Masvidal, and that, that's if Usman can get past Burns, obviously. But, you know, like I said, they're both in the same division. They're both top contenders, and they've never fought each other before, and there's so much history right there. It's the fight to make. It's, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a money fight. It's a big fight, but, it's, you know, so many times you see with the money fight, sometimes... UFC kind of just pushes the envelope just to try to get the sales. And you can tell that they're just wanting the money. But, like, that fight, even though they will be pushing it to get sales, that fight makes sense. Like, it makes complete sense. I don't see why anyone would have an argument with it.
0: Well, Like, for me, this fight reminds me of, like, an old school, uh, like, Chuck and Tito kind of, like, drama that they were friends at one point and now, like, they trained together. So this is, like, the modern era of, like, that. But it just seems that people, like, once they get the seed planted with uh, John Jones and Adesanya, they, they run with that because, you know, like, that's an amazing fight. But we could potentially right. have, like, a like a bad blood fight right now, but nobody's talking about it. They're talking about a middleweight against a light heavyweight. Who retired? It's it's crazy, man.
1: If you look at Jones and Adesanya, their beef didn't really start until recently. You know, they kind of started jawing back and forth within maybe the last year or so, if that. And... You know, I feel like they're at the point where Kobe and Jorge were two and a half, three years ago. Right now is the perfect time to really do Kobe versus Jorge. I mean, they could have done it more recently, but with Kobe's fractured jaw and all that stuff, you know, Kobe was on a layoff for a little while, but, and Jorge went off to do other things like a Nate Diaz fight. I feel like Jones and I need to build up more momentum for that fight that you know, because they're just now starting to talk, let it, let it simmer for a while. You know, the slow build's always good. It always usually pays off in the end. But yeah, I mean, in the Tito and Chuck thing, kind of right now in MMA, there's there's no real big rivalries at the moment. You know, I mean, we just finished Adesanya and Costa. Uh, the only thing really big that you have to look forward to, in my opinion, is maybe Stephen and Ghanu, and then, of course, Habib and Justin, but they don't really have a rivalry. You know, they're managed by the same guy. They've both been respectful about each other. So, given that Colby and Jorge fight, that's like the Tito Chuck thing and what it did for the UFC back when it happened, you know, that kind of put UFC on the map before, you know, the forest and, and, uh, Stefan Bonner fight, you know, that was, that was very helpful to creating UFC to get to that new standard.
0: Yeah. Like for Colby, um, he is honestly in the best position out of the two of them. Like he just beat a former champ in his division. Uh, most of it all, he's, I don't know. He's, he's found a weird way to the top, you know, the, what was it? The Asker knockout of course, the Diaz belt, you know, he, he's he's gotten to uh, like the styles, um, for like or sorry, the pass that they've taken to get there. Uh, I think Colby's done it the correct way. In, like, and I'm not a huge Colby fan.
1: Yeah, I can see that because especially it helps Colby because Jorge was on that, you know, two year hiatus and he came back and then knocked out Darren Till to many people's surprise. And that kinda of put Jorge on his build to superstar them a little bit, and then, of course, the Asker knockout. But you're right, Colby stayed on track, and he just worked his way up through the rankings and earned that title shot. I mean, he beat RDA for the interim title, and he made it look easy. And RDA was looking pretty damn good at 170. I mean, he handled Bobby Lawler and a bunch of other guys. So for Colby to do it that way,
0: it shows the, the skilled fighter that Colby Covington is. Yeah, like he, if he doesn't get the Mosfidol fight, which like I personally want to see, I hate when they have these beasts with uh, fighters and nothing. It just fizzles out. The, I, to me personally, I found the Woodley Covington was too late. Uh, Woodley already took the damage. And I, I'm, I've am i been noticing st- like certain times that the fighters are taking uh, correct fights at the right time. Like Adasani has been pick, picking these fights in the perfect way. Like he's got Whitaker damaged, he's got Costa damaged, UL's been. Just he's aging. Uh Colby has picked apart Woodley. He's picked RDA, who is not really there. Like he he's ever since he's lost the bell, he's never been like at that spot anymore. He's, he seen he lost he seemed to lose the fire, in my opinion. But I don't know. It's it's just weird how these fights have been coming about.
1: Yeah, I definitely see where you're coming from. Uh especially with the Tyrant and Colby fight, it definitely happened too late. That fight should have happened, you know, two years ago. But MMA man, it's how it works sometimes
0: yeah it's crazy and like injuries are like injuries happen and like layoffs and then this covid thing just put a whole different spin on everything
1: yeah and bringing up covid and back to your point about the ultimate fighter now's a perfect time everybody's at home nobody's out doing anything uh that's this is all sports fans are doing is sitting at home watching sports so what better time did it bring back the ultimate fighter you know it's been on hiatus for what about two years now two and a half three years something like that so it's a perfect time to bring it back and what better way to start it than with you know kobe versus jorge
0: yeah i like this fight um the more I think about it, the more I want it. I, we, I never get those fights. Those like diehard fans for the sport, we never get those. And it comes down to money too, right? I think a lot of these guys, which they deserve it. I, I keep saying this all the time. Like I I'm, I always argue, you know, asking for money, whatever, because I'm so old school and I've, I've just remembered this guy is in line. He's number one. Number two, fight. It's all about a payday nowadays and in an era full of money, why not cash out, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, any fighter that's gotten to that point, they deserve it. But it just sucks as a fan to see so many dream fights that we could get and we get them too late or we just don't get them at all. And, you know, UFC would be doing itself a big disservice if they didn't pay both these guys what they deserve and maybe even what they ask for, even if it is a little high. Get this fight. Get it set. Get it official. Let's do it. Because, like I said, you know, it's just just a fight to make. And even though I think personally – I think Colby would win, uh, especially if you look at how Colby did against Usman and how Jorge. And I know Jorge only had a week's notice, but if again the aspect of how the fight would play out, it just seems like Colby has more of the tool set to beat Jorge, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, like the wrestling uh, of Colby definitely would if he puts it on Masvidal. But at the same time, Masvidal came into the Usman fight. I, I'm gonna say, I want to say he was kind of out of shape at that point. Like he lost. Like when you would take a weight cut that big. There's no way you're 100 percent going into a fight, so and if he looked that good on like that like short of notice, I I don't know, man. I really want to see this fight now. now that we're talking about it,
1: yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not completely comfortable in saying like Colby's my pick for the win, but you're right. I mean, Jorge was definitely out of shape. I mean, he looked like he normally does for the most part, you know, especially for that first round and the way his physique looked. But he did have to cut more weight than usual when he prepares for a fight and that definitely probably hindered his performance as you saw as the fight progressed against Usman in the later rounds Usman started just to just kind of grind on him you know Usman wasn't taking any risks uh holding up against the fence in the clinch and just you know the foot stomps the dirty work inside and you know that's 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 Usman's game and that's not Jorge's game plan Jorge's a stand-up guy we all know he loves the box he's probably one of the best boxers in, in, in MMA and I, I think Jorge definitely has the advantage in the feed over Colby. It's just, I think the pace that Colby sets, it's just going to be too much, you know, because I think this fight will be all about who pressures who first and who gets off first. Because if Jorge comes out in the first round and just, I mean, boxing Chris, stuffs a couple of takedown attempts from Colby, builds his momentum and his confidence, and he lands a, you know, a counter right hand on Colby, you know, this fight could swing completely the other way. Because we've never seen Colby really deal with that besides Usman. And in the Usman fight, Colby was in there. You know, that fight was super close until it ended. So we've never seen Colby really have to deal with adversity of being really rocked or hurt because he didn't get knocked out by Usman. His, his jaw just broke. So, but he was in there until the end. Many people had Colby winning that fight up until it ended. So to see Colby put in a you know a position like that with a real big rivalry because like you know with the Woodley fight it, like you said it was too late that's not the same time Woodley was in 2016 2017 so with this you know we know what Jorge's capable of it's recent we've seen it just within the last year we saw how he prepared for Usman and, and he had success against Usman you know it wasn't complete domination Usman just did what he had to do to win it, they're both at their peak in my opinion and it's it's just perfect time to make the fight, you know, at, by at least the start of next year.
0: Yeah, like, they seem to be running out of these big uh, payday fights, right? Like, the pay-per-views aren't selling like they used to, and if they need to make this Colby fight uh, against Mosfidal, I'm pretty sure we might get it. Like, before, back in the day, we had so many fights, unlimited fights. From a business uh, standpoint, I could see them being like, hey, guys, this is a big fight. This is a rivalry, uh, like, bad blood fight let's let's make it this is gonna sound weird but that happening i think it's thanks to the covid you know you know what i mean like i'll probably the only person i would say that but we're getting these fights because this business needs them
1: yeah I'm, and in my opinion i may be a little boss when i say this but ufc has handled the covid situation better than any kind of sports organization out there because you know over in europe and other countries where soccer is more prominent you know, they kind of just tried to push through right from the start and ended up backfiring on them. They had a lot of COVID cases. They had to shut down for a little bit. NBA had to shut down. NFL, you know, NFL started up when it was supposed to. That's because of the season, how it progresses. But they did have to cut preseason and all that. But, like, the way the UFC started back up, what was it, April or May, with the Gaethje and Tucker Ferguson fight? Yeah. Uh, you know, the way UFC has handled it. You know, they've had a couple of hiccups along the, you know, along the way, but – the way they've handled it and the way they've put together these cards and kept, you know, consistent competition and fights together, it's it's been the best in my opinion. It it, it feels like it hasn't even missed a beat really. It's just uh the fans, no fans, that's the only difference.
0: Yeah, and I like I'm not really uh against the no fans. Like me personally, I love when you get that uh back and forth fight and the fan just like, keep rise, just keeps motivating the fighters. But at the same time, I like hearing the walkout songs, you know, I could be like, oh, what song was that that he walked out to, and you know what I mean, it just, it's it's not different, like, this is the perfect sport to have no fans. Um, I just don't know how it works business-wise, though, like, are the fighters getting paid what they deserve, Uh, because there's no, there's no income coming from those sales, right?
1: Right, it's all pay-per-view buys, really, and any kind of merchandising, but you know, I don't think UFC relies too much on merchandising, but I see. What you're, yeah, I see your point about the no fans because I feel I've noticed it seems like to me without the fans, especially for the bigger fights, like the, the more rivalry fights, like we got with Izzy versus Paulo Costa, it seems like it's more man to man. You know, it's like we're we're really going to see which man is in his element and which man is or woman for that matter in the fight. It feels like it's more personal and. I just feel like we're finding out who the better man really is in the fight because sometimes, like you said, with the fans rising, you know, depending on who they're cheering for, you know, even though someone might just land, you know, just a basic jab that's nothing substantial, if that crowd is packed in for that fighter, they're going to roar and that's going to be in the other fighter's head sometimes. So it's, it's, I, I'm, I'm with you on the point that MMA is probably the best sport to have with no fans compared to all the other major sports in the
0: world. Yeah, like I didn't really see any difference. Like the fight was still on, you know. Like in baseball, um, it was different. Hockey, it was different. Um, there's so many different rules in these sports, but MMA, it's it, it hasn't really changed as much. And it, that's like yeah. that's the great thing about the sport is there's not really there's two fighters and that's it. You don't really need to worry about anybody else.
1: Yeah, you just find out who the better fighter is. And you know another thing. You, you know, you brought up the fans and the crowd and stuff like that. And, you know, the UFC, when you're watching UFC or any kind of major MMA organization, you usually don't see too many fans in the crowd while the fight is playing out. Unless, you know, during breaks and between rounds, they pan off, you know, the cameras to look at the crowd and stuff like that, after highlight knockouts or submissions or whatever it may be. But when the fight is playing out, you only see the first four or five rows because it's so dark in, in UFC arenas. They've always done that. You know, so when you're watching those fights you can tell a little difference, but you still see the media, you still see Dana, you know, you still see your commentators. They're just spaced out a little bit. So it doesn't really look that much different. The sound is different for sure, but I don't think the fighters really I don't think they care about it that much, in my opinion. Like I think it doesn't bother them whether there's fans there or not. I'm sure some fighters would rather have fans, but I feel like it doesn't hinder their game plan or anything like that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like the The fans being there, we can't appreciate the some of the strikes that have landed. Like I guarantee, like when I've been watching on uh, certain events and the fans are just chattering, you know, they're just talking amongst themselves. I'm not hearing that leg kick or that body shot or that jab, you know. I don't, as a fan, I can't appreciate that because you don't hear it as much,
1: right? Or the infamous woos that you always hear during UFC events. I mean, everybody just always wooing like the Ric Flair in the crowd. Yeah, I and don't those, know what those, that's from. Those get on my nerves a lot. So with you know, with, with no fans being there, it's definitely a plus on that end. And it, it, to your point, you know, the leg kicks and it, any any kind of body strikes landing, I mean, you hear it rip. You know.
0: Yeah, I don't even understand how that woo thing came about, and it's just uh, I could do without. And you know, that's a good thing about having no fans is we don't have to listen to that
1: anymore. Exactly. But yeah, I mean, onto the Colby and Jorge. I mean, who would you officially pick if that fight was official?
0: Uh, right, like for me, it's a back and forth thing. Um, I probably would go Mosvidal, and that's just based on his walkout music, hundred percent. I, I <laughs> yeah, there's times because the yeah, that that's my favorite movie, and I can't. Or I picked him against uh, Till, and then that's all I picked him because I, I've been a fan of Askren. I was a fan of uh, Usman like before I started liking in right? So, but yeah, I don't know. It, I would have to see. You know the weigh-ins tell a lot. The the walkout tells a lot. The like just the the swagger inside the cage that tells a lot too, right? Well, I, I won't have a determined number one pick until then.
1: Right, I understand completely. You know, you t- you talk about the the weigh-ins and you know all the build-up to the fight that matters to Kobe and Jorge both. I mean, they're both fighters that they do that stuff to, strategically. You know, they they plan everything accordingly. They try to get in their opponents' heads, and I think with this fight, besides Usman versus each of them, uh, you know, I kind of give both of them kind of a pass because, like I said, Colby was in that fight until his jaw was fractured, and then Jorge took that fight on late notice. So I kind of give them a pass on both of their losses to Usman. So with this fight, I feel like it's the first time where neither fighter can really get in the other fighter's head. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll really get to see leading up to that fight with fighter has the, the edge
0: yeah it, honestly it'll come down to fight night and once that cage door shuts behind both of them that's when we'll see who the better man is and who will take those bragging rights
1: yeah and like I said I mean on the feet I obviously think Jorge has the advantage it's I just feel like this fight's all gonna be about who goes first because I think whoever starts first they're gonna take over but I mean both guys have out great cardio they, they both have good cardio I think Kobe has the edge and Kobe has the edge in the grappling and wrestling, but you can't count out Masvidal. I mean, Masvidal has never been submitted, right?
0: Oh Kobe, yeah, he, he has yeah submitted. he's been he was he's been submitted. Uh, he had that crazy he submission loss in uh, Bellator. Well okay. what was it? It w- it was a crazy crazy loss. Dude. It was earlier on in his career though. It was like an inverted triangle, I'm pretty sure. Oh okay. Well, in the UFC, I don't think he's ever been submitted.
1: And you know, we watched him fight against Damian Maya, and Damian Maya is the greatest jiu-jitsu guy in the UFC. It's ever been, in my opinion him and charles Oliveira, and damian maya backpacking for three rounds but he could not submit jorge jorge's got pretty great submission defense and i don't think Kobe could rely on trying to submit jorge and i don't think Kobe can tko jorge because jorge's not that kind of fight he doesn't quit and i'm not saying people that do get tko'd quit but i just don't see Kobe, you know putting so much offense onto jorge where jorge doesn't respond and just curl up in a ball or just lay there flat on his back. You know, Jorge's going to be constantly throwing elbows. If Colby gets him down the ground, Kobe's, or Jorge's going to hit him with elbows from the bottom. He's going to uh, shrimp to try to get up and work his way back to the fence and do everything. Whereas with, you know, the Colby and Tyron fight, that was a rivalry fight. But like we said, it was too late. You know, everyone felt like it was a little too late. But with this fight, man, it's just, it, it's exciting. It's such an exciting fight. Uh, because even though I say Colby has the better tools, Jorge could go in there sharp as can be. You know, the sharpest, crispest boxing we've ever seen him put on. And he could put on a boxing clinic and knock out Kobe in the first or second round. I mean, you never know.
0: I think more so, like, as a, they're standing in the division, uh, I think more like their pride is on the line at this point. You can't You can't talk all that smack to each other and then just lose, right? And they are... They're, they're they're gritty fighters. They've been through it all. They know what needs to be done to get it done, right? So I don't know, man. It's going to be a good fight if it happens.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, like you said, I mean, they don't back down. And it's it, this fight's the perfect fight to find out which one of them has been most of the talk and which one's going to walk the walk because they both said so many things about each other and about everyone else. And this, this I feel, would be the ultimate test for each fighter to see. Who can really walk that
0: walk like if Masvidal doesn't get that Diaz fight um, this is a quick jump the line past like Leon Edwards and all those guys to get a shot at Usman again and then maybe get a full camp because you know we know it's going to be Usman burns uh, Colby right. dominated uh, Tyron so that's that to me to number one contender that's the fight to make
1: like we've discussed in the past with Leon Edwards the guy's been on a tear but he just hasn't he hasn't fought. So I, I don't feel like he deserves to jump over those two at the moment. You know, he's got to get back in there and win one or two before he can jump over those guys. So that's that's easily the number one contender fight to make for the winner of Usman versus Burns, for sure.
0: Yeah, like with Leon Edwards, I feel bad for the guy. He has put on some great performances inside uh, the UFC. But like you said, he hasn't had that many fights. And they've been... It, it's, it's easier to just put Colby and Masvidal and not Edwards, just because they've been doing it to Edwards for so long. Why not make a quick payday? At, like uh, Edwards hasn't fought, like you said, and give him somebody and then whoever loses it sets up Colby or Masvidal versus Burns or Usman, and 100% Edwards, if he wins that next fight, he is the number one contender.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, this just kind of popped in my head while you were talking about it. Heck, make uh, Colby versus Jorge the main event, because I, I don't need a title online to bother that fight. Make it a pay-per-view. I'm going to spend my money to watch that fight if that's the main event. You don't even have to put an interim title on it. Nothing. Make that the main event. Try to get Leon on the uh, the co-main. Put him in Steven Thompson. Leon wanted Steven Tho- – or Steven Thompson wanted Leon. So, I mean, S- Steven Thompson's still a top-ten guy. Steven Thompson's challenged for the title twice. Uh, he's coming off of a win. So, that, that immediately puts Leon back in the jump. So, I feel like if Leon can beat Steven Thompson, you know, behind – Kobe the winner of Kobe versus Jorge they get the winner of Usman versus Burns and then Leon's just he's waiting on the sidelines for the winner of that potential fight
0: yeah like uh going back to what you're saying uh, um you don't need a title on the line for a pay-per-view I 100% agree I don't understand why we haven't seen more of uh these events let like I I understand people want to pay they don't want to pay the extra money but sometimes you don't need a title to get a fight
1: no um, it, it it completely matters on the matchmaking, you know. As long as the matchmaking's there and it's good, you don't need a title. Like any kind of Connor fight, you know. For instance, it doesn't need to be a title fight. If Ronda Rousey or Brock Lesnar came back, it doesn't have to be a title fight. If, as long as they're fighting a top ten person, that that'll sell. That 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 hooks me in, and I think it should anybody because they've earned that right. And you know, love them or hate them, Conor, uh, Jorge ronda brock any of the superstars even john jones love them or hate them you want to see them fight and they don't have to be fighting for a title you know as long as the matchmaking makes sense and it's a top guy or a top woman that they're facing i, I don't have to see a title fight
0: but yeah i think maybe we should we should just leave it there and then wait we'll play it we'll we'll touch base on this again because we know it's going to be made um, hopefully uh is there any thoughts anything else you would leave the listeners with
1: no uh if y'all want to check out any of my content I'm on Twitter and Facebook, Austin Marr MMA, also on YouTube. Uh, I've got a couple of fighter interviews with Eric Anders, Curtis Blades. Uh, y'all can check them out. But uh, be on the lookout. Me and Justin are going to keep on rocking, keep putting out some content. We're going to get back in this game. So that's all I've really got.
0: Appreciate it, man. We're definitely uh, going to be getting these podcasts going a little bit more frequently. Uh, thanks for listening. Yeah.